0: Hey everybody, welcome
1: back to For The Longer Podcast. Of course, this is me, Brandon, alongside
0: Blaine. And today, we are going to talk about... We're actually going over a video
1: by Andre Jink. Jink. Andre Jick. Jick, okay.
0: I knew. I, I tried so hard, I said we gotta say his name right. We didn't have to say it because I said I was going to say it, but... Oh, I didn't hear you say that, actually. butchered it. actually didn't hear you say Sorry, that. Sorry,
1: Andre. But actually, can, uh, before we actually go into the video, I actually do want to say one thing. So, as of right now, I am on page about 100 of this, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. The reason I'm mentioning is this is because I told you guys I was going to be trying to reading one new book a month. So, as of January the 11th, I'm on page 100 of that book. Keeping you guys informed on that. How many pages does the book have? Uh, about three. Uh, actually, I don't know. I want to say 400 something. Well, it sounds like you're on track. All right, so Blaine, why don't you start us off?
0: All right, so our friend here, not a, our friend, Heath. We don't even know him. Although uh,
1: we would, if he's somebody listening to this, man, we would like to maybe collab.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I just recently, like, honestly, a month ago, found this guy. I love this guy's content. You can
1: say he's like what, like a financial YouTuber, I guess. Yes,
0: yeah, and he talks about financials and things like that and investing.
1: Honestly. I'm not a big fan of financial YouTubers because I feel like most of them are kind of out of touch with the everyday person. But the, but he seems to be, like, more in touch with the everyday person other and doesn't seem, like, arrogant or anything like that. No. I actually do like his content, too. Like, Blaine just introduced me to him. And it, he does seem like a good guy and, like, not, like, one of the ones that seems out of touch with reality. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yes. I agree. Yeah, I, I stumbled across this stuff. That's one, by the way. One?
1: Uh, You know. That's already one. Oh. That's now.
0: Who did that? You did? Yeah. Oh, um, I, um, I love his content and it's, re- it's good stuff. It, you know, he gets through, he makes a couple of jokes and stuff here and there, but he runs through it and it's so full of information and it's value. It's simplified
1: too. It's simplified in case you don't understand it too.
0: Uh huh. Yeah. Full of value. And I think it's wonderful, but, uh, basically, so we're kind of going over what it's on the video and, uh, and if you want to find this video, look up, do this now. And there's a dash once you save one thousand, by Andre Jick. Which
1: was <laughs> you hit the table, but also I definitely I would, did. Did I pick that up? I'm not sure. I'm just saying, you know. But also, I would try to post a separate link to his video on our on our Instagram on um yeah. Wednesday whenever this episode goes live.
0: Oh, well, then we can add him and maybe he'll see it. Oh yeah, I'm good sure point, good he point. will. You know, he's not massively famous. You know. Like, he's clearly doing great on YouTube, but, yeah. like, you know, I think we would, he would notice it.
1: And now, go, now what was his fourth step, he said?
0: So, funny enough, and I think we play on this joke a little bit. So, basically, when he starts off, he uh, goes on to Google and he searches, like, what to do when you save a $1,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he goes and searches on YouTube. He clicks the first link. I mean, on Google. He clicks the first link, right? And it goes through, and it sounds like... It's doing good, and then it says, "Oh, hire wealth manager." And you're like, "Oh, what's well, kind of?" I mean, no, I only see, have a thousand. I would
1: disagree with that, with him on that one thing, just because of the this fact that this is a that, joke. We're talking about a joke. Yeah, no, but he never mentioned it again. Yeah, because it's a joke. No, but like, I would say if you're somebody that's terrible with money, maybe that's a good thing to get so somebody to help you yeah, become I'll, better. But, but other than have that, you know,
0: thousand dollars. Yeah, I think if you're making a whole lot of money, yeah, or if you you know get a lump sum, but I don't. I don't know, a thousand dollars a wealth manager.
1: Well, if honestly, I think that may be a good thing if somebody's terrible with money, you know. If so your that pockets way they can, have
0: holes in them and all your money always falls out of your pockets, hire wealth manager and buy some new pants. <laughs> anyway, continue. Um, and so, so this joke basically, it's so it's hire wealth manager, and then it says, um, and then it says, let this company be your piggy bank, and basic, and then after that it says get this person to pay get this company to pay your bills and he's like wait what it sounds like this is just it's basically links to everything the company w- to be your piggy bank was an investing app when you click the link they get money and then the other one was get this company to pay your bills and then get this company to run your fix your credit honestly
1: so, I, I wish I knew what that bill one was just out of curiosity
0: to pay your bills yeah just they don't of, pay your bills
1: well like it seemed like a real article so I would assume there was like a real Apple company and I was just out of curiosity want to know huh-
0: yeah, and so, but it's all just affiliate link stuff, so. Thank you,
1: Yahoo, because that was where the article was from, that he was reading off of.
0: Yeah, I figured out, yeah, there's a lot of affiliate stuff. So, basically, the entire article is just kind of a, it's seriously a joke, like a serious joke. Like, here, do this stuff, but honestly, it's just for them to make money, so it's not even really geared well for the the reader that needs to be reading it. Yeah. But, essentially, so he comes through, and he says, all right, well, I'm going to give how I feel about this uh, kind of stuff. So, he says, once you get $1,000... And uh, it's best served, like, to invest in yourself. And so he talks about learning skills. And so, like, getting a real estate license, he mentions, or... Oh
1: learning a trade. Or or a hard skill. skill like, so, you know, like, we gotta say... Uh, I would assume that I mean, like, a trade skill or hard thing. I think hard a hard thing. skill
0: would be, like, a trade skill. Like, learn how to do something, like... Oh, like,
1: ma- learn Photoshop, learn video editing. Yeah. Um, detailing a car. That's something I can think of.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's soft skills and there's hard skills. And honestly, I kind of would Like, to know the definition of those two because I yeah. don't know them. I've seen them on something else before. Honestly, I do
1: say that honestly is a good tip, like, you know, like, you know, using that to launch some something valuable that you can also use to make money off of later.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm, exactly. And so, which is Warren Buffett, which used to be the richest man in the world, I do believe. Well, no, he's one of the richest. Men yeah, in I don't the think world. he ever was the richest. He's just one of the richest. The uh, Oracle of Omaha. And, uh, wait, is that his nickname? That's what they call him. Oh, really? No one no, no, knew. No. Um. So, where was I going?
1: Shit. Hey, Warren Buffett, of Omaha. How you Warren used to-
0: Buffett says that the best investment that you can make is in yourself, and he's a guy who's made unfathomable riches of money from investing in you know in companies. So that that guy says the best investment you can make is not in another company; it's in yourself. I, say, I would say yes. Learning. And, um, and so there, take that and do what you will. And so this, um, Andre here goes on to his next point, which is,
1: I feel like point number two should be point number one, but that's just my personal opinion.
0: Uh huh. Yeah. So point number two he goes to is an emergency fund. So something we've
1: talked about a bunch on this podcast.
0: Yeah. Uh, so he says, make this your priority and save between three to six months of expenses, which, we always are talking about that. The emergency fund is really important. Most people live paycheck to paycheck. On the average American, and actually he talked about the percentage uh, these of people. Only forty-one percent of people will have a thousand dollars to pay for an expense. Which, if you flip that, well, I thought it was fifty-one. Thought it was said. Well, I was gonna get there. So forty-one percent of Americans will have a thousand dollars to pay for an expense. Flip flop that percentage. What's the other part of forty one out of one hundred? Fifty nine. Fifty nine percent of Americans do not have a thousand dollars to pay for a one thousand dollar surprise ex- expense, and which is where I was going. And um, and so basically, see because you see it right here, for fifty nine percent of Americans who say they can't cover a small one k, which I was kind of talking about how he talked about it in this video. And uh, so yeah, get yourself at least a thousand dollars of emergency fund. You never know; something could happen. You know that your you need to have functional, like your car could break down or something, and uh, that you they don't you, you don't go over there and get a payment plan. They want money to fix your car; mm-hmm. otherwise, they're not fixing your car.
1: Yep, no, honestly, like like we've said a billion times, emergency fund is something. If you don't have, you need to start working on that somehow. Mm-hmm. All right, number three is says pay off loans.
0: So, so basically, so what he ends up saying for this one, for number three, uh, in the video, he says, pay off your high interest debt. Which, Uh,
1: he's, uh, if I remember correctly, he says typically anything over 4% or larger, he he, he will want to try to take care of as soon as possible and get that paid off.
0: Yes. So, uh, pay off your high interest loans, 4% or larger, and, uh. Basically, so, for instance, if you have a car loan, like if you bought a car during like this COVID extrapaganza. minus the COVID thing. And uh, so, there is, they had a lot of ones that are offered for 0% financing. So, essentially, you're not losing any money at all. And uh, and so, stuff like that and really low interest rates that you have on certain things Actually, under 4%, you know, I don't think you, I, I, I totally agree with what he's saying, not needing to pay those off. And uh, because, like, if you have a 1%, 2%,
1: it's almost not, ta- doesn't it doesn't
0: even hardly affect you.
1: Actually, quick side tangent. I actually just read, like, skimmed through an article right before we recorded this saying that there was a decrease in purchasing of regular vehicles this past year, while luxury vehicles and all that saw an increase hmm. in uh, sales.
0: I wonder if it's just because people are. That were positioned well for this market downturn did great, and they all started buying luxury, buying luxury vehicles.
1: Well, well I think, it, uh, like again, I skimmed all I think it said like you know, average person couldn't really buy a new vehicle, while you know, people that already had money could buy, could still buy vehicles. I think that's what they said it was. I you probably, know, I and just, they
0: took advantage of this better of the sales, deals, yeah. and they wouldn't gotta zero percent apr luxury vehicle and you guys will
1: find out more why whenever we finally do that video of when to buy a new car
0: right all right so continue i think we're kind of through here so basically actually we're the back half of this so paying off four percent or less so and i love the point that he made which is you know we've talked about it before you have a guaranteed return on investment and uh, when you pay off your high interest loans so if you have a Or whatever it is, like a credit card or whatnot. If you're paying 17% interest on something, if you use dollar for dollar, you pay off that loan or borrowed money, you get 17% return on that money you just spent.
1: And it's also always better to try to pay off any loan or anything like that the faster you can instead of on the due date because you end up paying less overall.
0: Yeah, as long as your loan... Based on what it is, it doesn't have a part of the contract that you're guaranteed to pay interest even if you pay it off early. Typically, auto loans and mortgage loans don't have that in it to where if you pay it off early, it reduces your, your principal balance that's left and you pay less interest over time. Personal loans, however, oh, different story. typically end up, regardless, you have to pay the interest mm-hmm. so yeah check that out yeah because if you have to pay the interest regardless you can't even save on that money then but still should pay off the you know your big debts and uh so typically in the stock market you get the seven to eight percent investment and so it's like seven percent the real return is like nine on average minus three percent for inflation and so that's why seven to eight percent and uh and so That's why it's better off for a guaranteed return paying off those high-interest debts than it is to try to invest in the stock market to gamble. It's not really gambling long-term. We've talked about this, but based on how you invest it, it may be more risky, and you're not guaranteed the return, unlike paying off the high-interest debt. You're guaranteed the return on the money as long as you pay off the high-interest debt.
1: Uh, we okay, yeah, so now in the number four, it's uh generating an interest is his uh, next topic on uh his video.
0: So this is the wonderful term compound interest. Wait, it's, did he
1: say that? I honestly don't remember him saying compound interest.
0: Yeah, he did. It's when he folded that dollar up into okay. a five into a ten into a twenty. Okay. Were you paying attention to no, this I was. No, I hear the
1: here, though, I was paying attention but I didn't hear the, the word compound interest. Well, oh, if I, he did say those words, it just like slipped my mind
0: well this is the magic term compound interest which isn't what it says right here but that's what he's talking about so uh what and we mentioned this in the last episode as long as you post these in order of us recording them yep. getting an, a high yield savings account which we mentioned allied bank which is not a sponsor we didn't do our outro with sponsors but you can strip that from another video oh god yeah you right. just strip it from another video okay um and well. so essentially so let's say you have your emergency fund and whatnot and you're just going to let that money sit cuz you don't you want to have it available. Well, open yourself a high interest savings account like through Ally Bank. So, you might as well get extra money with your same amount of money instead of nothing from your typical bank accounts, your big block banks like Chase and stuff like that. Cuz they're going to give you like 0.01% mm-hmm. on your money, which is, you know, it's nothing. It's it's really so minuscule. You're never going to That's like, you know, you get like 15 pennies. Yeah, based on what it is, I know it's it's so small, but uh, so get yourself a high interest, a high yield savings account, and so you can get yourself like I think right now it's point six percent with Ally. It was point eight, and at one point it was like one percent, I think.
1: On the video, it was uh, it went to one percent whenever we actually know it. It went to one percent whenever he did five years.
0: Yeah. Oh. Oh. oh yeah. It's, that's for the CD. So okay. what he talks oh, yeah. about next is. Um, which it has to do with compounding. Oh, God, yeah, you're right, my bad. So he talks about getting a – so now that you have your high-yield savings account, you can put your money in a CD, which is Certificate of Deposit. And so essentially this is a – I mean, this is a pretty safe investment. My grandparents do this really heavily. They've always just all this money in their savings accounts, throw it in CDs. Hmm. Um, so We're not
1: talking about the old school CDs, by the way, ladies and gentlemen
0: certificate of deposit yeah and so basically you have like a contract that says i'm going to give you my money and basically from a month to five years i do believe and the longer yeah. longer you give that to them they and the higher the amount of money you give them the hold on to basically you're letting them borrow it the higher the interest rate you get your return on your investment which is up
1: to on the video it showed up to one year whenever you did five months i mean one percent whenever you did five years
0: yeah and see and that sounds still kind of shallow but he says that basically the amount you get is it's it's pegged with inflation and so it's the same basically so essentially this is like we talked about your money if you leave in a savings account and does nothing you lose two to three percent value on average because of inflation this is your hedge against inflation now one thing he talked about is like basically not being able to get your money i'm pretty sure You can get your money out. I don't think you can. But the issue is, you forfeit all of your gains. I've read it in a contract before for one. And so basically, you can have your CD. You're not allowed to touch the money. Let's say for a year, for that year CD. Technically, if you're like God, I have I I need to have this money. You can take it, but you're penalized. And they just so let's say you're supposed to get for your one thousand dollars for a year. You're supposed to get ten bucks, which. You know it's not that good, mm. uh. But still, it's better than nothing. Well, you're forfeiting your ten dollars now, and they get to keep it. And they just play with your money for free. But if you need to have your money, you got to have your money. And so, that's one thing to think about. So, and read you can you can read the terms because you're gonna have an agreement whenever you go through and do all this stuff for the CD and whatnot. So, just make sure you read read the fine print a little bit. All
1: right, now the next thing he goes over is uh. A stock market and he goes over what stock he would do if he had a thousand dollars and all that. And um how much he would put in each stock and all as well. hmm Do you wanna go over the stocks so it's just kinda of like a
0: Well uh no, I don't wanna go over we can we'll pop we'll pop the names out on here. Okay. Uh, but we're not I don't think we wanna to go too heavily into just like saying and talking about all the different stocks selectively. Okay. Uh, but basically he says invest conservatively And, uh, but essentially what he means, is, so you have your thousand dollars and you're going to diversify this investment
1: between several different stocks, my bad.
0: Yes. Um, so you're going to diversify your investment. And, uh, and so we've talked about doing that kind of stuff before. Like you can put all your money into like VOO, which is one he actually talked about that, you know, I brought that one up before in the past. I've seen QQQ before in the past as well. I don't know if I saw it from an older video of him or someone else. But since then, I've had added that on my watch list of things I look at. Hmm. And, uh, but VTI and VOO, so like I said, we weren't going to go over too many of these. I'm already talking about them. But my point was like VOO is just – it's by default already diversified kind of because it's – as long as something doesn't happen to Vanguard, I guess. But they've been around for a long time. And Vanguard is who this man here endorses as well. And, uh, but essentially go through and you're going to buy all the different companies. So he goes through and he buys a lot of different funds with them basically. And so he gets total stock market ones. He gets a tech heavy ETF. He gets a high dividend yield ETF. And, uh, but he's the kind of investor he invests for dividends. I've watched a lot more videos of his than you have, because I mean I just.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah I, I just saw watching him the other day, but he uh, honestly does seem like somebody I actually did subscribe to him when we watched. Oh my bet, maybe b.
0: Shaking the shit out of the table, Brandon.
1: Yeah, he's actually somebody that I actually did subscribe to after watching the video. And probably
0: will continue to follow his content and all that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's a dividend investor. So he invests for dividends, and that's kind of his goal. So he invests in a lot. Lot of companies that are dividend heavy because there's the point, either kind of invest in a company that's going to just basically hopefully just go up and you don't really get dividends. Some of them give you small dividends and they typically are heavy growers, sometimes not really. Not, that's not an average, definitely not an average. And but either it's typically something that doesn't grow as fast but you get a good dividend, mm-hmm. or it's more likely to grow and you don't get a dividend. But it typically ends up coming out like somewhat similar, but long-term, like for us investing at a young age for retirement, I do believe out of research I've looked at before, going after the stocks that aren't the dividend-heavy stocks are going to be more aggressive, mm-hmm. and they're going to grow long-term better.
1: Now, on the next thing that he talked about is actually something I have never heard about until watching his video, and especially if you have children and all that, I honestly think this is something you should look at and consider. Is he said creating a 529 account for college? Yes, which is something I have. I don't know about you. I never heard about that kind of a account until when I watched this video. I
0: haven't. Yeah, I knew about saving. For college through certain accounts, but I didn't know anything more about them because for me, it's not something that even remotely is close to something useful for me at the moment. Uh, but oh, it's a great thing! Yeah, I've learned wonderful things that I've learned within the last couple of months. Is like HSA, which is Health Savings Account. Oh yeah, that's a wonderful thing to have later on when you're investing everything. You can max out your Roth IRA and that stuff. There's another just great thing you can put money into, and then the five two nine account for college. Which is a triple tax advantage account, and it says it's like the HSA. So basically the HSA is for medical. You can invest in it, and then you can put it in stocks and stuff too. Yeah. And then you pay for medical expenses out of it. Hmm. Excuse me. And then just like the 529 here, it's the same kind of way. You put money into it, and then um, you let it grow, and then you can take the money back out of it tax-free and pay for college expenses.
1: Yeah, so like you know, if you're planning to have kids or having a little one on the way, I honestly think that's something that you should heavily look into so that we can be prepped and all that, especially for when that time comes because it's in yours to go buy in a snap. Right.
0: Yeah, and you definitely you want to do your best you can to avoid paying the yield IRS money, and so if you can go through because like in my mind, this is what I think now of learning these new things. Mm-hmm. Like going through and maxing out your your Roth IRA at a young age every year you can, and which is what I will do, and I will you know I'll keep doing a Roth IRA until whenever. Maybe at some point I'll start making it just a straight IRA and put money in that, and uh, because at some point that it actually is beneficial for the regular IRA if I'm making a lot of money basically. There's I don't know there's different stuff I don't really remember all the details, but doing that so avoid paying taxes, do that doing things that are tax write off. And uh, the Roth IRA, you will pay tax on putting it in, but when you take it out, then no tax. And then do things like this, a health savings account, boom, you, you that's a tax write-off, triple tax advantage. So you put in, um, which that means you when you put it in, you don't pay tax. It, it's a write-off for you, I mean, um, I do believe. And then whenever it grows, it grows tax-free, and when you can spend it on things, also tax-free for your withdrawal. And then, so the 529 is just kind of like that, except it's not medical, it's for college. And college is very expensive. It's based on where you want to go. So, I I mean, it's just wonderful things. Yeah, you got to do math and look at more stuff, Mm -hmm. but do your best not to pay some taxes.
1: Speaking of math, that actually could bring us into number eight of what is less, is tracking your net worth, which is something we've talked about doing multiple times on this podcast now he's he said you can use some um, apps like Mint Mobile and One I Never no, Heard of.
0: No, no, no! It's not Mint Mobile. That well, is a oh, phone company.
1: My bad. Although, Ryan Reynolds, if you somehow heard this, uh, contact us. We would love to sponsor. We would love to be sponsored by you.
0: I think he can sponsor <laughs> us for free. I like Ryan Reynolds. Oh okay,
1: God, yeah, we're both big fans of us.
0: Um. But Deadpool three, I want to see it. Oh God, yeah. But uh, but yeah, Mint is a. It's I think it's buying to it and like TurboTax and stuff like that. It's part of their service of products. They have a lot of different.
1: Wait, so Mint's owned by TurboTax and all that? Well,
0: no, Intuit.
1: Uh, oh, Intuit. Intuit,
0: okay. I think is the head, the holding company, I believe. And then it has like TurboTax and like Mint, and there's some other ones. They're just like a good mileage okay. app and budgeting app. Yeah. Uh, but Mint is great. I don't know. I guess Mint's a budgeting app. I know uh, it's a really popular one that a lot I, of people don't I use. I use Mint. And I told you to use it, I think, before. I, I
1: have used. I have tried to use it. But the thing is, the thing with me is I always forget to put it in. Even put it in the app and all that. I don't get it. Like, I forget to put the information and all that into the Mint app. The information of what? Because, like, it's it's used to track your net and all that. And you can do, like... Yeah. Yeah. I just always forget to, like, you know, put the numbers in and all put that. Put what numbers? For tracking my... Uh... So
0: you so you forget the step that takes two minutes, which is just to put in your logins one time? No, because, like, you know... You, have... you go in there and you put your information in for your, your for instance, your checking his account. Like, yeah. you're not really checking his account, the profile for the bank. So yeah. you're using password. Wait. and password. You go there and you just put in that stuff and it tracks the stuff for you automatically.
1: I maybe okay now that you say that, I may actually be thinking of another app.
0: Yeah, so there's none of that manual always have to. You're talking about always having to put all your new stuff in it. Because that's well, a giant pain in the ass if that's what you're talking. Because it was like
1: because the app I used to use is like you know, you always put in what you spend, what you what you didn't spend. No. On my
0: app. Whatever that app is, I do not endorse it, and I say it sounds like crap because Mint does all of that. You log into all that stuff once. And It tracks it for you. It downloads everything, and it gives you a sheet of your how much your credit card bills, your expenses are on there, how much money you've got total saved, how much uh, money your net worth is, which it takes all your saved money minus the money you owe in credit cards and things. And it talks about how much money you've got inflow and outflow of cash. You put all your stuff in once, and it does it for you without any work at all. What app was I using? then? I can't remember. But Whatever way, that app is, delete it. It's terrible.
1: Or you can also, like he said, doing it manual, manually in a um, spreadsheet and all that. Yep, you can do that on Excel or Google Sheets. And there's also that's why I typically tend to do like maybe once a month or at least in the beginning of every year. And there's also commands and all that on uh, Excel and spreadsheet that you can use to make that so, so much more easier and all that. Because mm-hmm. like that's why I always use all the commands and all the. Shookies and all that. Yeah. To make it like a good spreadsheet.
0: Yeah, you're gonna to need to use formulas if you're gonna make a budget tracking sheet on Excel. Yeah. And so definitely you can look up how to make a budget tracking sheet, I guess, on Excel. Yeah. And it will th- give you formulas and stuff.
1: It may sound overwhelming and confusing, trust me. It's not. I thought the same thing whenever I first started using formulas in Excel. Nah.
0: If you want this to be easy, just use mint. Yeah. It's it's great out.
1: See the only thing with the whenever I use Excel, it's um I always round and guess on some of the figures. Why? Because, like, I don't have an exact amount. Like, if I do monthly expenses on all that, I do an no estimate of how much I think or how much I typically tend to do. So how do you not know how like much a, but it's not But like, it's not the ones that are set. It's someone that that flux. Like, you know, how much I'll spend on gas or how much I'll spend on uh. food or how much I'll... Do on miscellaneous items. That's what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. Whenever I do that, whenever I do the Google sheet, I estimate.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, but you can basically get a solid number for all those. You have your bills; you know what they're gonna be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Must have cost. Now your gas.
1: Because I always, because I whenever I do it, I always put in the miscellaneous info, too. so that way I can have a, an approximate how much will be left over.
0: Miscellaneous info. Yeah, like what I is put
1: that? like you know stuff that I don't impulse buy stuff
0: that i didn't expect to buy and all that well yeah uh so you are you doing this before or after you spent the money uh so it depends on how i do
1: it if i um
0: well yeah it depends on how you do it doesn't it
1: yeah because i like, can see if uh, sometimes i do it about at the beginning of the month and be like okay this is how much i did on and and if am i going uh, let me rephrase all that
0: yeah, I'm getting confused.
1: So if I do it in the beginning of the month, it depends if I'm doing it for that month. or If I'm looking back on the information I did uh, on the stuff I did last month.
0: Uh-huh.
1: So if I'm doing it for the next month ahead, I I guess I'm like okay, I'm probably gonna be spending. I'm be putting in how much I make on my bills and all that, then I'm be like okay, I'm probably gonna spend about this much on gas, considering how much I spent last month. Probably about this much on this. This much on, like, food, groceries, and I probably, like, see how much I spent on random stuff that past
0: month, and I'm like, okay. But, see, that's not a your budget for your random stuff. See, the way to make this simple for y'all, to make your budget sheet, I talked about it before. You go through, you get your money, you get your money after taxes, your take-home pay, and your, your, your checking account, or whatever, you, you get... Of a check, or most I get. I mean, everyone typically gets direct deposit, but some people get a physical check the money you get to put mm-hmm. in your pocket, and then you go through, and that's how much money you got. You subtract all the bills you have to pay to live, and that are bills that are necessary, like to keep the lights on, to keep the water running, to keep your phone going. And those, which
1: surprisingly f- has become a necessity. What a phone,
0: yeah, that's a necessity, and in in where we're at nowadays. Um, so like I was saying, the water, the phone, the electricity. Your, uh, you know, your car insurance, stuff like that. So you've got your bills you know we're not going to flux. And then to calculate, for instance, like, so I consider gas is kind of almost two different things. You've got your gas that you drive around and nilly, willy-nilly wherever you want. Then you have your gas you have to take to get to work. And uh, now if your job never moves locations, you know it's going to take that much gas every day. So you can do mathematically how much you typically get miles per gallon, um, And then what the price of gas is, I throw 20 cents on top of that, basically. So if it's like a dollar 80, I leave it at like two bucks, so it can flush fluctuate anywhere, and I'll be good for the time being. I'll adjust it later, and then if not, it leaves me extra money at the end of the month. So th- and then I calculate how much miles to and from work, five days a week, and so now you know your gas expense. That is your work expense. So you know that's a necessary expense. Uh, not necessary expense is you driving to go to the mall every Saturday. That's gas. That gas isn't necessary, mm-hmm. so I don't include that. And so then you've got the gas, and then whatever other kind of expenses that are necessary for you to, you to live, and uh, or for you to get to work. And then so there's all those expenses that have to be done. And then after that, you, now you've got the money that's left is discretionary income. And then there you divide by how much you're going to save, and then the rest is willy nilly money. And then there is just free to do what you wish with. And so, yeah, I, and then if there's some necessary expenses that comes in now, you would go through and add that or something like that. But I don't remember where you're going with that, but I was getting pretty confused.
1: Okay, but, um, okay, so now, so anyway, now we're doing done with all that and, like, you know, you're making sure you keep in check of everything. We got to his number nine point, which is saving and invest. So, basically, it just goes about, like, how you should save and invest and, um, blah, 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 hold on. I'm you trying not to read, read it. off the notes, but, uh, like, I can't think unless I'm looking at it.
0: Well, I've already looked at it. All right, so he talks about investing what money you have left. So he says if you can save, in the video he says if you can save from like 50 to 65% of your income, which sounds like a lot because it is. Yeah, it is. Honestly. And uh, if you can save a lot of your income so you keep your standard of living low and this becomes possible as best you can. Or you know,
1: that'll you just have a really damn good paying
0: job and keep your standard of living low Mm -hmm. and uh, because otherwise you can make a million dollars but you spend nine hundred and eighty thousand dollars a year then uh, it doesn't matter how much money you make so go through and save as much money as you can and invest that money into those different means for yourself and it basically says in like 15 year times you're going to be wealthy
1: yeah i feel like it's kind of repeating like step number one was it six seven uh, to an extent to an extent I think it is well
0: he's basically at the bottom he's saying rinse and repeat okay Brandon he's saying mm-hmm. save your money and repeat and keep doing this and you're gonna become wealthy through easy means of just rinsing repeating over and over and over again and your money's gonna compound interest in your diversified portfolio
1: Yeah, so overall, what are your thoughts on on his video and everything, Blaine? I loved it.
0: I absolutely loved it. Honestly, I
1: think it was a good video. He did make a lot of excellent points. The one thing I would say about it is just I think number two should be number one. But other than that, I think, it. but then again, he never said, like, you know, it was this and then matter of importance. But if it was, I feel like, you know, two should be one. Well, um. That's just coming from me personally.
0: Yeah. I think so what he did on number 1 is the best investment you can make is invest in yourself. And so basically he's telling you to learn a skill that can help you make even more money. Yeah. And cuz that takes time to do that. Yeah. So you can be buying that thing and learning that thing and then while saving your emergency fund. So I don't I don't have an issue with the way it was put together.
1: Yeah, yeah but you know that's just that's just me personally. Either way like number 1 is still excellent advice and actually Honestly, I think it's something that I've actually been doing. Now that I think about it, over the past year and all that. What emergency fund? No, 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 no. Um, like learning new skills and all that. Oh, okay. And investing in myself. I mean, look at what we have around us. That's like a an investment in myself.
0: You mean, yeah, you mean this? Yeah, all the stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was just like these four walls. These have been here for quite some time. They're uh- still green.
1: Either way, you guys, we're gonna try to leave a link or something so that way you guys can watch the video, watch it for yourself, and then maybe if you like him, watch some more videos, subscribe to him. We have we are no way connection, have no connection to him or sponsored by him in any way. I just want to say that because it makes it sound like we are. Yeah. The way uh, I was talking for a second.
0: No, yeah, I like this guy, Andre Jick. Yeah. And I do th- believe is how he said his name. So um, yeah, go. I mean, yeah, we've, we've never even talked to him before. I just said, you got to check this guy out. Watch this video. Let's do one about this video. Because, honestly, this is a great one. And so, once you save a $1,000, what do you do? That, that's awesome. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, anyway, you guys, thanks for listening to this episode of For the Long Call Podcast. Um, you guys can know. we got a bunch of... Anyway, you guys, thanks for listening to another episode of For the Long Call Podcast. You guys can also follow us on our social medias, like Instagram at For the Long Call Podcast. Or our Gmail, which is?
0: FTLH at gmail.com. And so you can send us an email if you want to sponsor us or maybe ask us any questions about maybe doing a potential collaboration at For the Long Podcast, which is you know what our podcast is. That explains the letters here. podcast at gmail.com.
1: Yeah, and let's also, if you somehow listen to this, we'll love to be sponsored by you.
0: Yeah, that'd be cool. We'd, <laughs> I mean, I'd say we do it for free. I love Ryan. Oh, yes, so. yeah, Sam and uh give
1: us just a small cameo in deadpool 3 or we just die instantly oh. by your katana
0: or we can be like someone who walks around in the background like just put us make us a guy on the street that's out of focus and be like that was me i'm in deadpool 3 like that would be so cool uh <laughs> right, you guys until the next episode bye see you later